Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, and we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about 1982's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, um, written technically by Nigel Nils. John Carpenter and Tommy Lee Wallace, but only name credit as writer is Tommy Lee Wallace. Um, the movie is about uh, a doctor and the daughter of a weary traveler traveling to a town of Santa Mira to uh, find out why her father ended up mysteriously dying and uh, what's going on with these masks. That is made, made by his company called Silver Shamrock. And do you have the numbers? No, I got them. Oh, well, uh, real quick, I play. Um, yeah, well, go ahead. Well, before you get to the numbers, uh, um, I, you know, I create stuff and then I forget that. So we, we're going to talk briefly about Candyman 2021 before he gets to the numbers. I still got to pull up the uh, cast. But anyway, Candyman 2021, real quick. All right, so I saw it. Uh, Brandon saw it recently today. That's yeah. as recent as you can get. Um, and I'm interested to know his thoughts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we probably won't agree with it. So. Uh, no, we're not. We're not gonna agree. Okay. Uh, I I saw a review by Jeremy Johns, and I absolutely agreed with what he said. From, Never look at the reviews. No, I mean, you. I went in hyped for it. So his opinion didn't factor. Okay. okay. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Candyman, the original film, and I, I think Aaron is too. Uh, but for me, what they did here, it just felt flat to me. And the, the final act, I just felt like it spiraled. Like, it was in chaos for me. And it just... I don't know, it felt flat. I did enjoy seeing Tony Todd at the end, though. Uh, tell him about me. You know, yeah. Let them all know. You know, like, oh, I, this I, is a spoiler review of that, by the way. If y'all didn't. Oh, right. See, I'm back. Brandon is back. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean. But, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't hate the movie by any means. It's, hello. <laughs> Cole. <laughs> I, I just, it fell a little flat to me. You know, but that's, that's. My take on it. I mean, yeah, I wasn't like disappointed. It just, I wanted more. You just wanted more of yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So me, Cole, you having a good lick there? Anyway, uh, for me, I uh, I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the movie as far as the uh, the different the different. Uh, mythos that they're trying to go with it. Now, granted, I would have loved to see more t- Tony Todd. You already put, let the cat out of the bag. I, l- I would have loved to have seen more of him, but I understand what they're going with see, it. I was told he was in the movie the whole time, and I was like, that don't look like Tony to me. No, no, <laughs> no. You know, you know if it's Tony, you got to have that voice accompanying it. But, um, yeah. but, but I do like what they're doing with it. I just, I just... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and um, I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Um, but that's just I give it. I give it. You gave uh, it 4.5. Yeah, 4.5 mark outside of five. Oh. I really enjoyed it. It's just me. I, I can't give a score at the moment. I, it has to digest. But it, it's between a 2.5 and a three. I, I'll go with a three. I, I'll give him a three. Uh, it, it's not bad. Like I kind of feel like I like us better though. I know, right? right? I just, but but also, granted, this is near near uh, yeah near the coastal film. Jordan is the producer. He probably had he wrote, a lot of a lot, lot of insight in it, and I, I, I feel him in this movie though. It's like I can yeah. feel his presence. Yeah, <laughs> like him helping out. But like, it's not like I don't think it's a bad movie or anything. So yeah. I don't want to give that impression that oh he hated it. No, I didn't hate it. It just fell off. Look, can you compare it to the original? It didn't. It didn't live up to. Yeah, and I what, hadn't seen the original, but there was. Some, I like some things they do. You haven't the seen the original? Not a long time. Oh, not a. Yeah, oh. been a few about five six years. Billford the Hobbit here. Hey, Billford, thank you for joining Hello. us. Um, 
I'm going to try my best to monitor comments on Facebook and uh, and also on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, we're getting back into our discussion. This was going to be a horror section. I always forget to load the horror section. Uh, Real quick before we get back to it. Yeah. I like to get your thoughts on uh, a certain character's return. Not physically, but from the original yeah. movie. Uh, her. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that continuity. Because yeah, because I, 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 I knew I knew that that's what when because but also once again the trailer gives it away because in the trailer you see her doing this and clapping and doing like no well, no like, I wasn't talking about her the mom I wasn't talking about her who are you talking about oh oh yeah I said not physically there but she's there in yeah the I love it I love that <laughs> okay I love that too I love that they you know shout her out sort yeah. of. You know, I mean, she's mentioned quite a yeah. bit in the movie. She's uh yeah, she's the one that kind of helps sprinkle the little crumbs to lead yeah. this guy on his path of where he ends up. That's all I say. Yeah. Uh but yeah, now to Halloween season 3 season of the witch. I'm going to play a quick trailer from uh the movie Listen, he just walked up out of the rain. I swear to God, that's all there was to him. Did my father say anything to you the night he died? I don't know. Your father came into the hospital. And he, I thought he was crazy out of his mind. He's hanging onto a Halloween mask. He wouldn't let it go. And what he said was, they're going to kill us. All of us. And in a little while, he was dead. And I don't know what the hell is going on. I've been doing some detective work. I think my father ran into trouble somewhere between here and Santa Mira. Santa Mira, founded in 1887. Colonel Cochran converted it into a toy factory. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? He's watching you, friend. I guarantee you that. All right, so it's a little bit. But before we get into that, I want to talk real quick who's in this film uh tom atkins plays daniel uh, chalice dr daniel chalice who feels more like a detective than he does a doctor he <laughs> came across to me as more of a detective well, I mean, it's tom atkins yeah it's tom atkins he could he'd be the coolest whatever he plays if he's playing an airplane pilot he'd be the coolest air, airplane pilot but um and i feel like the girl though that's with him uh like more like a St reporter than a daughter stacy nelkin <laughs> yeah uh who plays ellie grimbridge and they should have they, 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 I feel they messed up that casting. I think Nancy Loomis should have been that character instead of the well, ex-wife. Well, um, we, we and then Nancy Loomis is also in this film. Uh, That's the ex-wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan, Dan O'Hurley plays a uh, Colonel Colonel uh, Cochran. Um, and then I need to talk about Dick Warlock as the assassin in this film. Also, um, if you was listening. If you listen uh, to the voice over the loudspeakers and also on the phone, it's none other than Jamie Lee Curtis as the voice the operator, I guess. So it was pretty cool. that that's a, There's two types of cameos of Jamie Lee Curtis. It was there, and then they literally show a scene from Halloween. Because in this universe, Halloween is just a movie, you know. Yeah, it's the immortal classic. The immortal classic. Uh, which is it, it, funny because it came out in like 78 and yeah. this is 81, like, like what, three or four years later. Yeah. So, but you know, it, but it, I mean, it is now an immortal classic. It really is. Um, I mean, it was a classic once it came out. I mean, cause you got to call it the immortal classic. I, I, mean, I call it the immortal classic. Uh, well, what, so does they. So, so does so, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking them. So real quick, hit them with the numbers. Oh, the go, the go, the go with the numbers. We're going with the numbers. All right. And as you do that, I was looking for comments. Go for it. All right. It's got a five out of ten on IMDb. Uh, Goodreads. Not sure why Goodreads is in this. But I have no idea. It gets a three point six out of five. Goodreads is for books. I don't. I don't understand. But three point six out of five. Sixty three percent like it on Google. Uh, which is pretty low for Google. Uh, they're usually in the 80s and 90s. But 41% uh, on the Rotten Tomato Meter. 
and it gets worse. Twenty-seven percent audience score. So it mm. is, it's it's just it's not very loved. Well loved, well it's appreciated. Not beloved, Aaron. It's it's not beloved. It, I think, but for Die Hard, I won't. I don't know. I was gonna say Die Hard, Die Hard Halloween fans. Yeah, but uh, but 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 there is some people that is straight purist and um. I'm a bit of a purist. Like I, even the ones we're about to watch now that Halloween 2018 came out, come, came out. I consider them as just, in my mind, just an alternate universe of Halloween, you know. And so, um, but this one is just a little sad. So I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. It is. It is. We'll we'll talk about it next. Well, week. that's what that's what Candyman did essentially too. What? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the new. That's the new weren't great yeah no no they weren't and i'm glad that they did a uh they call it what they call a a spiritual sequel where they just say hey we're gonna act like the rest of them didn't ever happen and this is the spiritual sequel to the first one and that's what halloween 2018 was is a spiritual sequel to halloween 78 um yeah and so i'm okay with it oh i know yeah. But you know, I think most people are okay with it if it's handled right, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the only people that wouldn't be okay with it is if you really love Daniel Harris. Or, yeah, I was gonna say, or if you, or if you are Daniel Harris. <laughs> uh, well, I think she just wanted to be part of it. I don't. I, I agree, I, and I think that, I, just, I think that she should. Uh, she should definitely be definitely. part of it. I, mean, I think she should show up and at least kill uh, ends. I think she. Yeah, should. They, they should bring her on. Yeah, it's something didn't. as a as a relative, or you know. I love for her to be a relative of uh, uh, Lori, or uh, or maybe even Tommy Tommy Doyle's uh, Tommy uh, Tommy's daughter. You know, like years later, it'd I be mean, great. Uh, I, cause she, cause she, I would have preferred they would have handled it. They would have recast, <clears throat> not recast, but they wouldn't have cast Judy Greer in the daughter role. And gave, yeah, it, gave it to Daniel. Elvin, great. I'm not. But Judy's a better actress. I, I know. I'm not a huge Judy Greer fan. Like I, mean, I, I like there, her. I, I'm gonna say it. She's not terrible. It's just I thought I always felt it was miscasting because she's more. I seen her more in comedic stuff. I haven't yeah, seen too. her be, be serious. Like, I saw her in the very first dramatic role beside Halloween 2018 in a Clint Eastwood film, The 15 to 17 to Paris. She's mm-hmm. in very little of it, and I was like, what? But it, Arkel's in that movie. Urkel? Yeah, uh, uh, okay. the, the guy from Odd Couple, some TV shows in that movie, I was, it, he cast a bunch of comedians in dramatic roles, and then he cast the real people, and I was like, this just seems so odd, Clint. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so that was like the first time I ever seen her in a dramatic role besides Halloween 2018, and I was like, she's good, I like her, mm-hmm. it just, Danielle Harris would have fit better yeah. towards the fans. Yeah, you think Danielle would have legitimately be older? She, I don't know if she's old enough to have a, a daughter the age that she's in her forties. But, but I mean, uh, but this, I guess you so. don't. I mean, age don't really matter in Hollywood. I mean, well, well we, we, um, you know, yeah, you just gotta true. look a certain age. That's true. That's true. That's, that's what I was gonna say though. I think that she, uh, could have flipped off. Yeah, yeah, they could have. Uh, I think that she looks. She doesn't look like she's in her forties. That's what I'm trying to say. Jamie, uh, uh, Daniel has still looks like in her twenties, maybe thirties. I would go thirties. Yeah, <laughs> maybe thirties. Like, when you look at her up close, Aaron's yeah, a you, massive fan of her. He, he's I, I'm a mark. He's really putting her over. I'm a mark. But uh, but <laughs> he's anyway, awesome too. I like her too. But uh, real quick, all right, a little backstory of Halloween Three, uh, Season of the Witch. All right, so all right, John and Deborah, as we stated before. Didn't want to do any more Halloween films. She, or they were do they were done with Michael. And yeah, they didn't want Michael. They never wanted to do Michael. Two. They it never was, wanted as a do. franchise. They never wanted that. They wanted him. They they he he. I, 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 I bet he kind of regrets leaving the open end that they did in one. But yeah. uh, but they wanted it to be done. But they they was clamoring for more Michael. So they say, okay, well this is the send off. So Halloween two was supposed to be Michael's send off. What he wanted, he actually got. He, he's not part of it. But like the show Slasher does what he wants. Mm-hmm. It, it's an anthology series, which is what he wanted. Like American Horror Story, I believe, it does that too. I've I never seen Slasher. I have. I've seen the first American Horror Story. Too. First season. 
Well, it's all tied together. Is it? AA just, yeah. Okay, it, then it, 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 it doesn't count. It ties, it ties in itself, like, referential. I didn't think they were tied together. I thought they were, like, sort of. Like, it, it, it's weird. Um, but, but, okay, slasher works because that, that is, it's a different slasher type show every season. They're not connected, yeah. which is what John wanted for Halloween. Yeah. One Halloween themed films. That makes sense. So, that, so what, so what they did is for Halloween 3, uh, he uh, initially wanted Joe Dante to, to direct it, uh, and um, that would have been so different. Yeah, and Joe was gonna he was he was slated to direct it, but it took too long for him to for them to do it, so he passed. And guess what? He ended up directing. What did <laughs> Which the rest is history. Why? Now. I don't understand. That came in '84, though, right? Well, well, I think he started working on it. Oh, okay. Started, started writing and helping out with Gremlins and. Well, and it, he made the better uh, call. Yeah. Career wise. I think that's what it is. I, I might be wrong, <laughs> but if if anybody's well, watching and want to uh, fact check me, please do so. I'll be willing to put it on there. Uh, but yeah, um, I think he made a better call. Ultimately, it would have I mean, been a different movie. It would have had a different tone. Joe Dante's yeah. films have a totally different tone to them. We well, gotta look at this way too. Gremlins is still. Gizmo, I mean, it's still relevant today. I mean, yeah, I think, if you take Halloween 3, take the title away. It's just called Season of Witch. Do you think people even know this movie? Even no, and that's what, Tommy, that's what Tommy Lee Wallace said. He says this. He says that if it if it it's a cur- it's a blessing and a curse, uh, its movie was ne- would have never have gotten made if it was just called Season of the Witch. Yeah. But because it's Halloween 3, it was made, but people was mad because no Michael. <laughs> so you yeah. can't really, you know, which they should have did a better job of uh, promoting the fact that there is not Michael in this movie, that they go in a different direction. But, you know, so I can understand I why fans would have been mad. I mean, I, I get it completely. And I I remember watching it. <laughs> I used to crap on this movie all the time. I remember watching it as a kid. And I was like, okay, where's Michael at? <laughs> Thor so the whole 90-whatever minutes. I was like, where's Michael? I want Michael. I don't have Michael. And I'm like, I was so confused at the idea. Okay, I don't. How's this Halloween? I don't get it. And uh, it was just one of those things. You know, well, they went a different direction. I don't know what's going on. We're, we're on. I was looking at the okay. comments. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Caught me off guard there. Uh, but. Now looking back, rewatching this movie, I watched it last night, and I was I was zoned in to the whole film. Paying attention. Yeah. Um, I put my phone down. I really didn't pick it up through the whole ninety-four minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed directly, initially, throughout the whole movie, Tom Atkins is on. Like I, I mean, I could watch this guy all day. Tom Atkins totally steals every scene. That yeah, he, he does. Did. And I'm like, man, he's so cool. I, I'm I'm upset because he didn't get more roles. Yeah. This guy should have been an icon in horror. And he is two really diehard horror fans, but I have a sub story that I got it's not from me. I got this from uh uh Cecil over at uh Good Bad Flicks. He does he has a brilliant video of the exploring. He has a series called Exploring and it's so he explores different movies. They did exploring of Halloween three. He mentions that. Um, all right, so Deborah wanted Tom Atkins for this role because he she thought this casting against type of you know what Hollywood's typically looking for like clean cut pretty pretty boys and wanted somebody who's more gritty that that can act and handle it and so that's why she wanted them to cast uh, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins was so beloved on this project. That someone else that was associated with this, I don't remember who specifically, went on to do have a hand in uh, have a hand in uh, Lethal Weapon and wanted him. You don't be, know who? Yeah. You seriously don't know who? Who? It's Shane Black. Shane Black. Yeah. He wanted him for Riggs. Yeah, he wanted him for Riggs, so he couldn't get him for Riggs. Well, the studio was like, no, they want male, and so instead they cast him as a different character yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But that's why he ended up being Lethal Weapon because Shane Shane Black, which mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know what the guy's he name. He wrote the, he wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Yeah, you're you're a lethal guy. I'm a diehard guy. So yeah, I mean, I, and I remember actually, uh, Tom told him, said no studio is going to cast me as Riggs. This is a great character. Uh, they're going to want someone younger, better looking, mm -hmm. and no studio is going to go for this. No, not put money with it, you know. So was, I'll be in it. I'd be happy, and I would love to play the character, but no one's going to. And he actually told that story. I, I want to say to me and a former friend when we met him at uh, in Nashville. Mm. I do want to say he told that story. He told me a lot. <laughs> like, it was and a true blessing. The fact me. that you got to meet him was pretty awesome. It, it is. And he made fun of my shirt because I had a Jason's Live shirt on. And, he, and I, he inspired me to go out and buy uh, uh, the Creeps. Yes. You told me that. Yeah. And, and I was telling him about a screenplay I was writing. Uh, he said, uh, I would, I'll do it. You, you get a hold of me. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I rewrote it. And I wrote a character just for him. Uh, and it was, uh, I never did get to tell him about I it. Believe, but I believe, he's still alive, man. I know, I know. I hope that one day you do. I hope <laughs> that one day you do. He's uh, amazing. I, he, not just on screen, but in person, man. He, he's truly one of the best people. Him and Tony Todd are probably my favorite two. People that you met. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Tom Atkins plays Daniel Chalice in this film. Uh, uh, so, that that's what was going on. The, the the writer, the original writer of this film, uh, Nigel Nigel Neal, who also wrote Quartermass, the stuff in Britain. He was like a British Oscar like writing, you know. He's like, mm -hmm. but he, he but his he didn't get he didn't get the uh, direction that he that John and Deborah and everybody was trying to go, and so they uh, so when they gave him notes. Uh, on the script, things to change or write, he got offended and refused to change it. So John came in and um, wrote, he took it over and wrote it. So he says, Here, take my name off the script. I don't have no association with this movie. Uh, and so when John gave Tom, Tommy Lee Wallace the script, Tommy looked at his script and was like, I don't like your script, John. And so he rewrote it to fit where he wants. So the final thing has more of more of Nigel stuff in it, a little bit of John stuff, but uh the stuff I guess that Tommy liked, Tommy put in there. And um that's what you got is Season of the Witch. So it's it sounds pretty, like it was a complicated creative yeah, process. Yeah. But they but it seems like it was a fun shoot. Um I yeah. wanna I wanna talk to you real quick about that before we get more into the characters, I wanna ask you about the Santa Maria, uh, Santa Mira. Uh, it was actually shot in, uh, I forgot where, somewhere in California, which you can actually literally, literally go and see these locations. I want to talk to you about that. Like the, um, I want to talk to you about the fact that this movie and so like Halloween and other movies like that, back then they used real locations versus studio sets, even though there is studio sets in this film. Uh, what's your thoughts on like the small town? And that feel and the creepiness of it now. Oh, I prefer real locations over studio sets. Uh, you, it, it's it feels natural, <laughs> you know. Uh, when you're on a studio set, not you can tell the difference as well. It just the actor. I think uh, Star Wars suffered from this. Episode one suffered from it. Uh, you, you you're not really you're not acting. You're kind of reacting, you know. Yeah. It's not, I, mean, I think Lee Neeson talked about that. He had a hard time with uh, episode one sh shooting that because it, it didn't feel natural to him, you know. And uh, I agree. Green screens. Yeah, the green screens and all that. So I kind of agree with him on that. Uh, you, I feel an, a true actor would want to be on location, you know, mm. to see it all, to feel it. You really feel it when you're on location. And to go back to Tom Atkins, there is some stuff in this movie. Like the guy actually had walking pneumonia throughout the shoot. Uh, but That's he, terrible. But he never complained. He never complained. So the ripping and running, him running and climbing and stuff, he did all that with pneumonia. I don't know how. I've had it. I don't. I Tom felt Atkins. like I was dying. Tom freaking Atkins. Yes. Man. I'm telling you, he's, he's he's awesome. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, he uh, also Stacy uh, Nielkin, who plays Ellie Grimbridge. It was like one of her first films. She had a clause where she would do. She would do nudity, but she would not show her nipple. 
So, so the sex scene, if you look, Tom Atkins is carefully concealing her nipple to make sure that it's not on scene on screen. Um, also, during that scene, Tom Atkins' real life wife at the time, the chick that got the face full of oh, like was- like like the lady that was messing with the yeah, that's his wife at the time. That's the time he says. She, yeah. Oh, you doing set scenes with her? Divorce. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she she's in the next room dying. Yeah. So it's funny because she's like he's he's over getting on with this young babe, and she's over here like dying her face all messed up. I got a question about yeah. this uh this romance that just for me just came out of nowhere. I would agree with that. Like it felt so forced. Yeah, I, I it felt like a trap. Yeah. It's like, and uh, he even says He's also this. a bad parent. He's a bad parent. He's a bad parent. <laughs> when has Tom Atkins been a good parent? I mean, in his films, I mean. I've only seen him be a parent in this. He's never been. Well, what else has he been a parent? His parent, he, he was, the, his daughter had an overdose. And what? the weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. He let his ex-girlfriend get butchered by the mental escape patient in Night of the Creeps. Tom yeah. Atkins is not there for people, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he really isn't. No, he really isn't. But uh, but in this movie, all right. So real quick, Tom Atkins. Before we get back to the love, that relationship. Thing, we'll talk about it real quick. So yeah, I felt like it's forced. I feel like the relationship was not real. It felt forced. No, like what that. what I felt about Tom Atkins, <clears throat> character Chalice. I felt like he was uh, avoiding dealing with his crazy ex-wife Nancy Loomis. And uh, which I like Nancy Lewis. Uh, I love but, her. I, I I felt that she would have been perfect for the role of his daughter. But I guess she just she probably she was at the time dating Tommy Lee and probably just agreed just to do this one little brief cameo in this film. Uh, that's another at the time people were dating at the time they're no longer together. But um, you uh, can say why? I mean, <laughs> yeah. But Nancy Lewis now Nancy uh, Kiss. I don't know how you say her last name now, but. I, I I love her and I'm glad that she was the mom in this movie for for that brief time that we got to see her. But um, also the little the little boy in this film that plays his son, he went on to be in Teen Witch, the movie Teen Teen Witch. He's I like the little brother. Seen it, but I didn't pay attention when I watched it. Yeah, nobody did. But yeah, he's well. No offense. Uh, I know Dorian Dorian, Dorian Walker. He was from Bowling Green. Who directed that film. Um, I like the film. I like the film. He just said no one paid attention. Don't Nobody paid attention to, to the kid. Nobody paid attention <laughs> to the little brother. The way you said brother. it made it sound like no one paid attention to this movie. <laughs> no, no. Dorian, I love your film. But anyway. I like he would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, he lives here in Bowling Green. I spoke to the guy before. He's a nice guy. As I said again, he would love to have you on the podcast. We have review Team Witch for you. <laughs> but anyway. force me to do it, isn't I will. But anyway. Uh, I was going to ask you about this. Um, Go ahead. So it felt like this is where I say that he's a bad dad. All right. Chalice uh, reneges on his obligation of picking up his kids. Instead, picks up some beer and goes out of town with this nice young honey to investigate. Sure. But he, I don't think he's really going to investigate. His, but he started to really it started to become personal for him. But it wasn't at one point. He, but, would, he would have a good time. Here's where I have a problem with the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, like, I love it. I love how it's directed. I love how it's shot. It, it looks like a legit film. Like, it, it looks better to me than Halloween 2 mm-hmm. in that that area. But I don't love the story. Dean Cundy, he returned as well to do the, the DP on this. Some of the things these characters do don't make any sense to me. It's because you had three writers. <laughs> That's know. probably why. I don't feel a real doctor would investigate this at all. They're like, oh, it sucks that we lost this patient the way we lost him. And this guy committed suicide, committed suicide like he did. But I don't feel a, a real doctor would go out and, you know, investigate this. They should have maybe highlighted more of his womanizer because I assume that's why him and Nancy didn't work <laughs> you know, in, in the movie. Uh, and so, you know, he's always shucking responsibility. He shows up with cheap dollar store mask with the little rubber band. You remember those masks those yeah. fa- that hurt your face at the mm-hmm. end of the night? By the time you just got the outfit on but don't got the mask on? Yeah. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? 
Come on. But anyway. Um, I was poor. I still am. So, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, he shows up with the, but then his mom's like, oh, we got Silver Shamrock mask, you know, and they playing, you know. But she, I think that, I think that uh, a lot of people in the movie does do things that doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense that, I guess the father, the girl's father, Ellie's father, was in Santa Mira to pick up his shipment. He discovered something about the mask. He was he was being chased. He ended up in wherever the town they are. Yeah. And uh, he ended up into the hospital. And what about that guy? That that you know, that's all I did, man. I just gave him a ride here. That's all I did. I didn't do anything else. Like, uh, go ahead. I know you want to. But why, bro? Why? Because you got he's black. <laughs> and he's afraid he's gonna get arrested because the guy ends up dead. He's <laughs> like, so, you know, I dead time, but he's just like, man, this know, white man showed up in my, and I just want to be a good Samaritan. Yeah, he sees but, guys going crazy. Oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, he left. He told <laughs> leave. That's hilarious. But anyway, uh, he's like high stepped his way out too. He's like, man, I mean, they, camera showed him again. He looked back like, man, you crackers, I'm leaving him alone. But anyway, he's just. But uh, no offense. Uh, anyway. Uh, why Why would I be offended? I don't know. <laughs> Might be. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to. So I do think. That, I want to talk about another character as well that I really enjoyed. It was that uh, Cochran, the actual bad guy, the villain, um, Dan O'Harely. Dan uh, they said on set that he was like. Uh, he is very much like uh, Donald Pleasance as he's like a. He was a trained actor. Uh, he was on Man from Uncle, and later on he was in Robocop. Uh, he looked familiar. Yeah, he, he seemed like he seemed like one of those old, just bad men. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Like just old, just like he's one of those old bad men. Yeah, but he, but he, he was really good in this movie. Like he, he also chewed the scene every time that he was on screen. I thought that he chewed the scene. Yeah, I, I just. My issue with him is I, I truly don't understand. I've seen this movie three times. I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. Because he said it's the joke. It's a joke for for the kids on the kids or something. I was like, I just. He don't like kids. I, I get that, like but you're going to be killing all kinds of people. It's going to be bad publicity. Like, how do you get away with this? Like, what? Like, people gonna people across the world going to be like, hey. Silver Shamrock Mask is killing everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know, I just, I didn't understand his motivation. Yeah, I, he did phenomenal job. Like, I, acting wise, I think everybody. Did he didn't good. even explain his. He's like, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like, and I said it in my review on Letterboxd. The only issue I have with this movie is the story. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was a strong story, but I felt it was strong directed. It was shot very well. The acting was good. Tom Atkins is freaking Tom Atkins, and that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> but the story itself, it just it didn't compel. It wasn't compelling enough. Like I wanted more. Like that when the guy they bring in, he's being killed by this guy that dressed in black, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Warlock, right? Yeah. That's an awesome scene. I love that scene. Uh. And I, I was like, wow, this guy's very strong and powerful. And I was kind of hoping they were going to play more with that until you find out what they really are, you know. Mm-hmm. And he goes into his car and he pours gasoline all over himself. And I'm like, there was really no need for it. Like, that's what was alarming. But there's no need. He could have just left. He could have. And nobody would ever know. Like, like he just left. But I love that scene where he's pouring gasoline yeah. and he blows himself up. Yeah. Like, I thought, it's good, good, good effect. Yeah, it really is. It's just good when practice. you find out later on. What's going on with them? Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. I just like no. <laughs> and I, no, I, I just... mentioned Dick Warlock as well. Dick, for those that don't know, Dick is Michael in uh, in two, Halloween yeah. two, which arguably one of the best Michaels. Um, and not my favorite Michael. Once again, I say a lot that. of people like him, but I love him. I love him. I think he's. Did really, he do he, another one? Did he come back? He, he might have. Uh, so all I know is Nick. Castle, I, I'm, I could see him the first Michael, obviously. I, I know other people played him, but I could see, I could see him Michael. So Nick, uh, Nick's my, Dick, probably my Dick favorite. Warlock, uh, Tom Tom Moran 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 Tom Moran. Uh, Do you then, know him? I, then, I know uh, I think it was a Wilbur. 
Wilbur, Wilbur. I think there's a crossover. Somebody did it. Michael also did Jason. There's one person that did, but I think he did fake Jason. When he played Roy. Yeah. Well, he was, that was the character yeah. of Roy. Yeah. But and then I, I know Brad, Brad Laurie, he, he does a, he does a good job. He's in, unfortunately, he's in the one with Buster Rhymes. And, uh, it's a good Michael though. Yeah, he's a good Michael. It's just, that's, that's, we'll talk about we'll talk we about when there. we get there but uh <laughs> but then obviously my favorite one is james u courtney old man michael i love old man michael so um see that here's the thing with that, that one i feel like it's the same michaels from the first one yeah he really and i don't think and nick did show back up in that one. we'll talk about it too. yeah he did show back up so i felt like part one and part two there's just they're, they're way too different in mm-hmm. my opinion and, and it takes me out that's why I don't. You say it. part one and part two. Yeah. Just tone wise, tone wise, it's just yeah. different. Are you being but but the Michaels in themselves? I felt Michael. I felt it was a different Michael. The, I didn't yeah, feel it was the same Michael from the first movie. I, I agree. I think that Dick. I loved how Dick played it more mechanical. Yeah. And that's and that became for me what Michael Myers is that mechanical methodical killer. Uh, Man, it's also a reason why the first is so beloved. Yep. Because how. He is human in that movie, and I guess in a, in a sense, you know, I, I just you I can just love probably it. argue if you was to go with like so Friday Thirteenth real quick before we get back to this film. Please don't uh, lick my butt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for those listening on the podcast, there is a dog in the room. I just want you to know that those that listen on Anchor, that is because there's a dog. <laughs> Aaron is not licking no butts. Okay. It was not Aaron. It was right. it was Cole. The dog. Okay. Anyway. The dog, yes, Cole. the dog. Calm down, Cole. Remember, we have an audience that can't see. <laughs> but anyway, that would be weird. My apologies. But anyway. But when someone starts licking your butt, you, it's not okay. someone. Not someone. Something. Something. <laughs> the a point dog. I'm making is I got licked, all right? <laughs> I didn't do it. Anyway, back to the movie. So uh my point was with jason uh who played jason in uh uh four it wasn't richard it was ted white ted white ted white i felt set the set the pace of what he what jason was to be but then kane hodder just kind of reinvented it a little bit more and his own thing but i think that it was ted white that kind of Personify what Jake, who Jason was. Yeah, I was. think Ted and Richard and Kane top three. Uh, I, I give my, I give the edge to Kane just because he, he does so much. Yeah. But, that, that foreboding. Yeah, and yeah. But what Richard did in three, I feel uh, to this day still the most menacing Jason. Like I would not want to cross that Jason. Yeah, he, he he was just like yeah, he was so vicious. Yeah. I love how vicious he is in that movie. Um. But uh, but anyway, back to uh, season of the witch. I can't wait to do. The I can't wait. Friday we can do that next year. Uh, maybe. Uh, that I, or Freddy. That, or Freddy. that also screens, but that'd be a short one. The screen. Film. Yeah, we would have to do screens before. We could anyway, do. We could do so. a screen leading up to the last, the new screen. Sometimes, so we could plan that out. Well, it's coming out soon though. What screen four? Screen five? When? January. Yeah, we can we can plan that out. You think so? Maybe. All right. We can do we can do things. We, 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 talk do, about we, we can talk about it after after this podcast. So we 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 are doing we're doing our meeting in between season of the witch. But anyway, um Dick Warlock, I want to mention him. So I felt that Dick I loved how robotic he was. He's an android, but I loved how like he was so good in this movie. Yeah. Like he just so like I'm I'm glad that now I recognize that's who it is. I didn't see this movie the first couple of times I've seen it. I didn't know who Dick Warlock was, really. Uh, but now I'm, I'm starting to recognize the, the people that actually play the shape a little bit more. Because, you know, this guy over here, he recognizes those that plays Voorhees. Uh, so you got to you gotta start giving love to the people to do these to do these roles. So, but Dick, man, Dick did, yeah, did such a great job. Think, and he is also a stunt coordinator on this movie, I too. I think all of them, though, uh, are more than just stuntmen. Mm-hmm. They have all have some acting experience, and it shows because I feel they all bring something different. All the different Michaels, all the different Jasons. Uh, you know, I, you can't. Leatherface, I think, would be 
one as well. They all brought something different, whether it was good or bad. Dick, was, <laughs> Dick Warlock is or was at one point uh, Kurt Russell's stunt double. So he would like he had a contractual he was in contractually obligated to be with uh, him in every single movie or mm -hmm. they had to at least ask him if he wants to do it. So he got a lot of roles because if they if they get Kurt to do a movie, then you got to contractually obligated as Dick if he wants to do it. He can pass or he can do it. But he did a lot of movies with Kurt. The last one was Tangle and Cash because he didn't like the way that they were doing some certain things. And Kurt tried to bat for him, but he just said, no, don't worry. Just give it to this other guy. But they haven't really talked since, which is a, it's a bummer. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it happened. Dick Warlock, man. Uh, just I thought he was really great in, in this movie. I thought all the they wanted all the little androids to be redheads, but I'm glad they didn't do that. They just were menacing. Uh, but let me ask you: Do you think the lab coat people were also androids, or were they people? <laughs> I'm gonna go with people. My, because just I don't know. I, they became what androids at the end because their bodies were had that green fluid. <laughs> but, yeah, some of them did. Uh, I think there were actual people that I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he was not controlling everyone. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Really, we have no audience for this one. Nobody likes Halloween season of the witch. Like, yeah, season I mean, of the witch. Uh, we'll pass on this one. Yeah, it's it's not. It's just not one of those movies that people talk about. I mean, yeah, but you know what they do talk about? What's that? They talk about. Oh, I know what you're going with. This. So it's true. It's true. He said nobody can see us. We have no audience. It's true. But uh, but yeah, I was I was actually jamming to that song. Uh, what that is is London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. So they took that song because it's free. You can use it. <laughs> you don't have to worry about copyright. And so they just did a melody. Happy, happy Halloween. Well, about eight more days to Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. It's the same melody. Uh, it's just, and it's also Tommy Lee Wallace doing that, doing singing the lyrics, but he sped it up to make it sound like kids. And then also, uh, he, uh, it's him doing the, it's you got time, children, to get in front of the TV. That's him. That's Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, so credits for you, bro, stepping up and doing your own stuff. But, um, but real quick, commercialism. And, uh, and and capitalism. So I think those are also themes in this film because the androids wear suits like businessmen. Mm -hmm. And so you think they're making the statement that uh, that corporate America can kill you, or or you know something it's not like that. Just a statement. It's a fact, there. <laughs> <laughs> they can and they will. And they have. And they have. Oh, there's bodies. Have you seen the American Psycho? No, it's right. <laughs> but that's literal corporate America killing people. I mean, but, you, um, you can have a slow death or you can be fast-paced. I mean, you know, if you worked in corporate at all, mm -hmm. you know this. And you, I know you have. Uh, sort of. But, um, yeah, you kind of have. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, yeah, what? You, so with that song, though, also the song is catchy, as you stated. Um, uh, the the song is catchy. Let me see if I got any comments. No comments. Nobody's commenting on this one. But anyway, um, Aaron is disappointed. No, no I'm not disappointed because it's still a fun fun uh, podcast. But anyway, um, the song is catchy, but it reminds me of like how hey, we got a viewer. Hey, it reminds <laughs> me of how uh, it reminds me of how people like how these 
commercials like whether it's like McDonald's or back in the day Joe Camel was like advertised towards children, you know, and even even like He Man, Masters of the Universe was literally a, a cartoon created because they had the toy and they wanted to sell more toys, so they created a cartoon to sell more toys and it worked. Yeah. And that's what they do. And so they they market that's why now there's protocols about marketing the children because sounds like this, you know, uh, I pointed at the screen like it's on TV, but sounds like sounds like that happy, happy Halloween sound, whatever, Silver Shamrock. They it's catchy and kids want to buy these things, but then ultimately you allowing the TVs to consume your children and kill them. And that's ultimately what happens in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I do. You asked earlier. Well, we kind of, I don't know if you actually asked or not, but you know, well, no one's talking about this movie, but they do talk about this little theme. Mm-hmm. And I, I think more people remember the theme than they do the actual, what the movie was about. They probably don't even know where they hear the theme. Don't even know where it's from. Yeah. Like I, I was that way. Mm-hmm. Like I had, no, I remember hearing the theme and I was like, what's that from? And then, I, of course, a couple of years back when, you know, they released all the Halloween's on Blu-ray, I rewatched three because I hadn't seen it since I was like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's where that's from. OK. I was like, I hated that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't then rewatched it. I didn't hate it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I was just it like, is what it is. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. You know, mm-hmm. some people love this movie and some people still hate it because there's no Michael. I don't think that's fair. I think you should give the movie a chance. I agree. Uh, yeah, you may love it, may hate it, may think it's okay. Oh, we got comments. We got comments. Aaron's right. happy about the comments. Hey, what y'all? What's up, y'all? Is uh, Devon Frank Whitlow, my cousin, and then also Tanya Vines, sis. She says Halloween three creepy songs stay in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, these these uh yeah, I love those creepy songs though. Yeah, but yeah, the, the <laughs> jingle like I was actually literally singing this like the last night after after watching it. I was like, you know, na na na, na Halloween. It's just like in my head that that little. It would be like more technical technical today. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. But I think that that's what it, it works. That's what makes it work. That little song, and 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 the kills, the deaths in this movie for the most part are really great like so first death that i want to talk about is the guy in the hospital um yeah it was, it was a really good one like like first i thought the dude was gonna punch him in the face because he has fake hands like this and then he did this i'm like oh and now i'm thinking that's the eyes yeah and he sure enough went in his eyes and, and broke his nose or something <laughs> i don't know he killed him but I'm like, you know, it is a messy death, and he just started he wiping. stretched him out. Yeah, he stretched him. He stretched something that shouldn't stretch. Uh, it, was, it was gruesome, and I loved it. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's something you shouldn't say, right? It was gruesome, and I but, loved it. Uh, but it was smart, because you know what? You don't really see it. Yeah. It, it's a, it's implied that it happens, but you don't see it. Like, when they when they put the uh, when put the hands in to uh, and do it, you hear the you hear the you hear the squish noise and then you hear the the crunch noise yeah but you don't see it but it's implied and you're yeah. like and then you see him wipe his hands off and you're like oh it's on yeah, your I, brain it, you've seen everything i think with that scene though besides the gasoline scene on you know setting this guy off his own self on fire yeah, uh, totally totally but that scene that you're talking about i think that's probably my favorite death in the whole movie uh, Ooh, really? I think so. I mean, mm, interesting. Okay, we can. I think so. All right. Um, let me see if there's any more. Uh, new more comments. All right, <laughs> that's it. But anyway, um, but yeah, and Belford must have abandoned this too. But uh, uh, well, I had a time at Halloween three. It's uh, just Halloween three. I'm gone. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. My favorite death. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna go in order. Of the deaths, so the next death would technically be the homeless guy, the the whiner. They say that bottle looks pretty heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. They rip his head off. Yeah. Which at first they look like they're doing something next to him. Oh Dick Warlock, what are you doing, Dick? You know, <laughs> set him down there. I'm like, Dick, what's going on? But yeah, they. I'll let Aaron can. 
just they rip his, rip, they rip his head. I'm not going to have a trolley horse in a second. No. They, they rip it. Stretch your leg. Stretch it that way. I'm stretching. Just don't hit the thing. Yeah, I but, don't want to be in it like you at Big Dubs that one time. Yeah, it's painful. Trolley horse. I just get them <laughs> all the time. I think it's lack of water. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, water. <laughs> I should drink more water. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so that was the next death, which it was forgettable. That's why I almost forgot it. I went back to remember. I but, did forget it. So, <laughs> so the lady with the little chip. Is that your favorite? No, my favorite is the little boy, oh. with the with the mask and the everything coming see, out. See, I don't think it's my favorite because you don't actually see it. Oh, what's going on inside that mask? I, I think it's great. Uh, but the lady's face, though, her lips are split, her yeah. teeth are gone, her eyes are red. It's just like it's terrible. It's ter- it looks painful, but it's really good mm-hmm. good makeup. Yeah, I mean, I would expect that would be very painful. Yeah. Have this blue what is it? Blue laser. Blue, yeah, the blue blue, blue, blue laser. Blue laser, blue laser uh, just <laughs> open up and just destroy your mouth like that. I was like, that's, she was, that's do you think she was dead then? And they were just I, saying I hope that, so. that they were, <laughs> you think they were just saying, oh, she's gonna be fine, but she was really dead the whole time. Oh, I'm sure she was dead by the time they got there. Yeah. But I hope she was dead from impact. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if not, well, she she, she, she blinked a little bit. I thought, and then she died. And then a then a spider crawled out of her mouth. Yeah, you just you you're hate, dead at that point. You, you hate when spiders spiders crawl, crawl out. out. It's like it's like creep show. Things I haven't seen there. the first one. I've only seen the sequel. I ain't gonna say nothing. <gasps> I read the. I did not see the original. It was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, I'll watch this." Okay, I've well, seen it. we're gonna have to gonna have to make it a viewing party. We're gonna do that. Uh, so anyway, um, my favorite death, as you was, as I was alluding to, is the little boy Buddy, who uh, he goes to test. I uh, didn't load it. That's okay. He goes to test the mask, and. Uh, and the song, and then like he's in front of the TV and the flashing lights, which if you have epilepsy, it's terrible for you, I guess. Uh, but yeah, then next thing you know, he he grabs the mask, crawls on the ground, crickets come out of his mouth, but then the snake, but the the scene that cor- uh, curl up, just that's the scene that really gets me that curling. The curling. And, yeah, and I love that scene. Then like you see, it's a rattler. You're like, oh, it's a rattler. I'm thinking, get away from it. Like you literally get away from it, and the mom she just passed out. I don't know how she died anyway. So that was my favorite death, but I understand yours. It was good, it's good. I'm not dissing it, I wouldn't diss it at all. <laughs> but the ending of the movie so, at some point in the film, Ellie gets kidnapped and um, he rescues her, uh, but it's not really her. Come find out she's a fembot, <laughs> she's a fembot baby, yeah. Um, and which don't make sense because she acted more, more human until that scene. Yeah, she seemed like more of herself until that scene. Yeah, she did. And it don't make sense to make her a film bot either, because are you hoping that he escapes? You know. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It didn't really add up, you know, story wise. Yeah. You know how they act prior to all that so okay i don't know it's just they're mind control so it, do, it doesn't it doesn't add up it right. doesn't but yeah but we go ahead and get to it so at the end of the movie let's talk about the end the final the, the shot final of the shot of the movie um we have uh tom atkins who runs the same way to get well he goes in a different direction but he ends up at the same gas station with the same dude then he's calling the tv stations he got one of them, and the guy on the cancel stopped running the ad. Yeah. And so they stopped running the ad on two channels. His kids come in, and they keep turning the channel, and they find that, the, why don't you just break the TV at that point? But anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, I think the reason it wasn't because Holmes are seeing this. Yeah, that's true. So he's trying to prevent right. these, it. these kids, take the mask off, jerk them off with the little kid's face. You seem like a crazy man, but they'll thank you later. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, uh, he says, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I love it. I, I, yeah. I, I like how anticlimactic it is. I love that evil still wins. It's very much like 
they live, I feel like they live is such a sour ending. It reminds me of that, which came out like a year or so later. So, did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Well, no, Piper was there till third WrestleMania, which was '88. Yeah, well, he came back in uh, WrestleMania five. He yeah, retired WrestleMania three because he was going to shoot. Flip. Yeah, so WrestleMania three was what eighty eight. First WrestleMania was eighty five. But I'm saying they live came out like. Meaning a couple years later. That's fine. You don't have to be there after. But you know what I'm saying? But anyway, my point is I love how anticlimactic it is. Yeah. That's what I want you to grab a hold to there, Brandon. I grabbed it. You grabbed it and you tugged it in the wrong direction. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what? I like the ending. Although the studios didn't, they asked John to change it. John went to Tom and gave him the last say-so. Tom says, no, we're going to go ahead and keep it the way it is. They want a more up, up, uplifting ending. Tom didn't want it. I don't know why you would want it more uplifting when the previous films weren't uplifting. They wanted in the Halloween. They wanted the evil to lose, but evil ultimately doesn't lose. Does it? Well, until it faces God, then it loses. Respect. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what did you think about the ending? I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the ending. Uh, We're gonna it, try to keep it under an hour. It made me kind of want a, a sequel to Season of the Witch, just to see where things would go, how bad it would actually get. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it didn't happen, and I understand why. But I actually liked it. I loved because Tom, he, he nails it. He, the desperation in that scene. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You yeah. know, he just he nails all that, and yep. you feel... Man, he's trying to prevent something evil from taking over completely, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. Cole, stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, we're ready to go for the marks. Join it. Also, he killed the fan bot. She's dead. I consider she's dead anyway. She's already a robot. Anyway, um, it doesn't make sense. It's a plot hole. But anyway, I'm going to give this movie... Three mark outs out of five. It's not that I hate it. I like it. I thought it was entertaining. It was really, it was really enjoyable. I just think that um, there's a lot of plot holes. Uh, but Tom Atkins is, is killing it. He kills every scene he's in. And I want more of him. That's honestly, I want more of him. And I, and I love the effects. It's not a bad movie. I think people should really give it a chance and even watch it chronologically within the whole Halloween things. Just and just remember that they wanted the, to depart from Halloween like Michael Myers and do his own thing and look at it that way and I think that people could really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think you have to watch it in a Halloween like if you're watching Just watch it by itself. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean I think that's probably the best solution actually because it's it's its own thing. Hmm. And for me, I agree with you. I give it three out of five on the markout meter system, and like it's everything is great about it for me, except for the story itself, which is not like a terrible story. It's okay. It's just I felt it could have been better, and it probably would have been better if they wouldn't have had the writing disputes. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been better if it did not have the writing disputes. I agree. Um, but all right, that's gonna wrap up our. Sp- Speech or uh, podcast of you look at our review. Our review, that's what it is. Of, of uh, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. We return next week for, we're, we'll probably do a, a, either a later time, but same date, or around, we'll still be a later time, same date. So we'll still do it next week. Uh, we will be returning to Haddonfield for Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, because people clamored for more Michael. Even though we'll talk about the cover of like the video cover, which is misleading, very misleading, because that's not the Michael you get. It's misleading. That's my biggest gripe with it is that it's misleading cover. I liked the movie at the time, but also I was like eight. At the time, you liked it. You saying you don't no, like no, it? No, 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 um, no. Uh, I probably would. I ain't seen it really since I was younger. You know. Oh boy. I, well, I haven't seen it since maybe when I first bought this collection back See, there. 
the fourth one wasn't like I didn't care much for the fourth one as a kid. I was more about the fifth one. I can't believe you. And I now know that the fifth one is terrible. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I is. like the fourth one a lot better now than I did. We we'll get. We we'll get. Uh, There's a certain kill in five that I absolutely love. We get introduced to Danielle Harris next yeah. week. Uh, she joins the, which I wish she would have lasted longer in the series. We'll talk about that. Well, um, it's uh, dimensions issues there. Yeah, she's but, supposed to be in Curse as well. But, but, uh, but we will. We'll get there. I can't wait. We're getting back into Michael. Maybe uh, KJ may join us next week. I don't know. Uh, but if not, it'd be me and Brandon, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we are the Mark Out, Out Movie Podcast. We thank you for marking out with us. Have a good one.